Hey, Las Vegas lovers and Las Vegas locals, too. There is a new free app that we want to tell you about. It has everything fun to do and see here in Las Vegas, and it's got some really cool features, too. Yeah, we are excited about this. It's called Vegas Near Me, and they are our latest sponsor. The app is in the beta phase right now, but because you listen to Vegas Revealed, we want to give you an opportunity to be among the first in the world to download it, play with it, test it, and tell us what you think. Find everything from restaurants, nightclubs, yep, strip clubs are in there too. There's hotels, casinos, adventure, dispensaries. There are lots of attractions and some family-friendly spots on Vegas near me as well. You can mark your favorites, make a reservation, get this, you can also order an Uber, get directions, even book your flight and hotel all within the app. Go to our show notes and hit the exclusive link. You'll end up getting an email and just follow some really simple instructions to download the beta version of the app. Again, Vegas Near Me is totally free, and it's going to stay free once the full-featured version of the app is released too. And I love this catchphrase, if it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. It's Vegas Revealed, episode 130, and the world is remembering a beautiful and talented icon. How we got to know Olivia Newton-John throughout the years as she headlined here in Las Vegas and the impact that she has left behind. Then new travel numbers are in and Vegas seems more popular than ever. And I checked out Chris Angel's Mind Freak show at Planet Hollywood for the first time in a while. Details on how you can be part of the studio audience as he now begins filming his new show for The CW. Plus, we hit up a new pop-up speakeasy at Resorts World and have tips on how you can get an incredible lunch or dinner at the upscale Milo's restaurant at the Venetian for a really great price. Let's get to it and spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 130. 130 episodes. Man, Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. And you know, Dana, summer is like winding down. Kids are back in school here in Las Vegas. Isn't that strange? They started really early this year, and I feel like everyone's kind of feeling that. And we've talked to so many people who say, like, this summer... I don't even know if I've had a summer. Like, it's been really busy. The weather's been different. And I just, like, I haven't even gotten to the pool very often. No. (laughs) You know? It's been, it has been a really kind of strange. Strange summer. Vibe this summer. Yeah. But, I mean, still fun. We've done lots of great things. And we're going to have some details on some of the things we've done recently coming up in our tips segment. But it seems like what everybody else is doing is coming here to Las Vegas. I know. We continue to have record-breaking months when it comes to travel here in Las Vegas. And I saw an article recently, Sean. Actually, it's really short. I'm just going to read you this little blurb. It says, During the pandemic, many of the world's busiest airports resembled ghost towns. But now many are back, as we know. Travel's back. In some cases, apparently, they're busier than they were even in 2019. Well, apparently, Las Vegas is a big surprise because we made this list. Now, it says one surprise is the top seven busiest airports in the world in the U.S. Back at number one, Atlanta's Hartsfield Airport up 76% from 2021. Wow. Followed by Dallas-Fort Worth, Denver, Chicago O'Hare, Los Angeles, Charlotte, 
and Orlando. Hmm. But the biggest surprise is in Las Vegas. It says in 2020, we were at number 22, and now we are the 10th busiest airport in America. That's it's, crazy. I know. Interesting, right? Because I feel like even in 2020, we did have a lot of, I felt like, of the, I don't want to say a lot of visitors, but we still had hotel casinos that were open. Right. And people were able to fly in for business and stuff like that, more so than they were in other cities. True. So anyway, but yeah, we're, we're in at number 10, 10th busiest airport in the country. Well, I mean, I guess it makes sense when you look at the, the number of people who moved here over the past year and a half too. Mm -hmm. you know, you got to take into account that the people who have moved here are going to be flying in and out in addition to people who are connected with them, right? who are coming in to visit. Mm -hmm. Plus, obviously, just the tourist traffic on top of that and overseas travel has, you know, been opening up. So, I mean, that's, it's great to hear and see. It is. I mean, I love it, you know, and I love that we're staying busy. I mean, we've been even opening like so many new things here and, and new experiences. So I love that like Vegas is going with the flow and having, you know, new things for people to experience when they do return to Las Vegas. Right. And so. we were down on the strip uh, yesterday talking with a, a colleague who works in the casino industry mm -hmm. uh, who said that at, at that specific property, it has been just... I think she used record-breaking. Record-breaking, record yes. Breaking like the numbers have just been insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great to hear. I love it. So... We're back. Things are moving along, and and we love that everyone's coming to town to visit us. Um, some of the things that I've been doing lately is even, like, revisiting some things that I haven't done in a while. One of them, Chris Angel's show Mind Freak at Planet Hollywood. I went to the very opening of that show years ago. It's been open for a while now, but I hadn't been back to see it. And I know that Chris always makes changes, but we've talked about this before. Chris Angel... Incredible illusionist. Uh, we've covered him here on the podcast many, many times. But And I always tell you, like, I love his really big illusions. Like, yeah. for me, I prefer that kind of magic more than, like, the up-close card trick kind of hand magic. That's just my personal preference. I like that, too. Yeah, I feel a little bit more wowed. I don't know why. And I'll t I, speaking of wow moments, <laughs> Chris definitely has mastered the art of creating a wow moment where you're just sitting there in your seat and you're like... How the hell did he just do that? I mean, seriously, that's what I was going to say. Like, I still... So I went with uh, Perez Hilton. He is a, a famous celebrity blogger. He's been in town for the summer. We've become uh, friends and done some things together. He wanted to go see Mind Freak because way back, he had a little confrontation with uh, Chris. You can Google that and look that up and, <laughs> and check out Perez's blog for more information on that. But they kind of wanted to see each other many years later and make good on that and kind of shake hands and, and say the past on. is the past. Yeah. Right. So we go to the show and I was like, great. But both of us, like when Chris does this illusion where he lifts, you know, like almost like a curtain or and I guess you'd call it what, a sheet or, you know, yeah, like a, a piece sheet, of cloth like a, or a, whatever. a magic curtain, <laughs> a curtain when he, he, he does it. And then he appears sitting in the studio audience, like rows back with a spotlight on him, just chilling in like, I'm not even kidding, Sean. Like, I, I felt like it was like five seconds. 
So both Perez and I were like gassed. We were like, <gasps> like, how did he get there? And the thing is, is you and I were saying like, you know, you try and figure out the illusions. Like, was there a body double? But Chris was talking to the audience for a while, telling us all about how, you know, about his son and his journey with cancer and how he, you know, does a lot of things to, to help for it and how we should all help too. And it was a great story about um, the organizations that he works with. And then he literally like stepped back, lifted the thing, and then he was sitting in my row, hanging out with his legs crossed. That's crazy. So it wasn't <laughs> even like an aisle seat. It was like nope. the middle of the row. Middle of the row, like a little bit closer to the right side, but yeah. still not right at the edge in Jeez. my row sitting there. So anyway, it's things like that that I'm like, wow, he is good. He does some incredible levitation illusions. Um, I don't want to give it all away because it really is. But let me tell you, the, the place was jam-packed. It was a Sunday night, and the crowd was... I mean, he has some real fans, some diehard. They were standing up, cheering him on. Half the show... Okay, it's a magic show. I'd say half the show people were standing up. Like, it wow. was a concert. Yeah. It was really... Chris Great. has some diehard fans. He does. He does. And he has a new show after that called A Mystica, and we've already talked about that. You saw that. Yep. But regardless, he's taking a little bit of a break, and here's why. He's doing another TV show. Oh, good. So this It'll is exciting. It'll be good to have Chris back on TV. I know. It's called Magic with the Stars, and he's starting to shoot that. And here's the deal. You can become a part of the studio audience, and I know people love that stuff, right? So apparently this is how it's going to work. In each episode, two celebrities train with professional magicians and they compete to create a show-stopping series of magic performances. Mm. The celebrity competitors are tasked with mastering three major categories of magic, which they perform in front of a team of judges led by Chris Angel. Well, only the highest scoring celebrities will be invited back to the finale where they then compete for the golden wand. So I love this. Apparently, Chris was telling me Eddie Griffin's going to host. So here's the deal. Filming dates, August 17th, 18th, 20, 22, 24, 26, 27, 29, 31, September 2nd and 3rd. House opens at 6.30. It's first come, first serve. You can attend any and all tapings if you want. It's right there at the showroom that Chris Angel does Mind Freak and a Mystica in at Planet Hollywood. So if that's your thing, uh, go. The premiere date's October 22nd for the actual show, and it'll be Saturdays at 8, 7 Central. Very, that's a really cool concept. Isn't I it? love that they're competing for a golden wand. I know, I love it. And it's funny because it's magic with the stars. Yeah. Not dancing not, with not, the stars. Not dancing. <laughs> no, no, no. But. Speaking of dancing, uh Dana, one of our friends, uh, Matt Goss, who we've talked about here on the podcast, we've mentioned before that mm -hmm. we produced a podcast for Matt. Um, he has moved back to the UK, back yeah. to London. For the Dancing with the Stars in the UK. It's called Strictly Come Dancing, right? Yeah, we've talked about Matt. Matt and I are like family. We have been close friends for, I don't even know, 13 years. So it's actually been a hard thing for me because he's moved away. And this is a person that, um, and I don't talk about it too much, is, is a close friend. I always say that. But literally, Matt and I talk on the phone every single day. We uh, see each other. We, we shop. We run errands. We you know, all hang at his house. I mean, he's a very close friend of mine, so it's a major adjustment. But I couldn't be more supportive of this move because he has been planning and wanting to move back to the UK for a while. So when this came up, I was like, you've got to do it. And it's been the biggest secret because you, I mean, it's, you know, you cannot 
re- reveal to anyone no, besides like a like like literally like you know your management and and like a, a person that you're going to be doing this. So it was just announced this week that he's going to be a contestant on Strictly Come Dancing. And that's like the UK version of Dancing with the Stars, which I think you and I were chatting and you said it's even more popular than Dancing with the Stars in the USA. It's way more popular than the dancing shows that we have here. Yeah. I mean, like, there's 10, like, 14 million people Mm -hmm. who watch every single episode of that show. It's incredible. And it's like, that's a big number for TV these days. Yeah. And it's also like the, I think it's the 20th anniversary season. So it's going to be big it's gonna be big i think they're bringing the live studio audience back i think they had like a maybe a a smaller studio audience last season or something like that so this is a big season and matt is you know he's like this is out of my comfort zone i don't know what i'm doing but you know he's excited to do it and i think he's gonna be amazing i mean my mom's like he's gonna take the whole thing you watch and i'm like i know he's a good he's a good you know dancer but he's not a professional dancer and everyone says well he danced on stage. It's like, well, he moved, like, and danced around. But these are, you know, it's competitive dancing. You're learning. I, I assume I actually haven't watched a lot of Dancing with the Stars in the past, but I'm assuming you do, like, the the Latin dances. Well, you have to do different the, the styles mama. of dance. Yeah, yeah, ballroom, and it's a different, a, a different style of dance mm-hmm. every week, and so you are just like thrust into this. Mm-hmm environment where you have to adapt and you have to just go with the flow and learn an entire routine mm-hmm. and costumes, every single right? week and the costume so there's like <laughs> costume fittings involved and when you think about professional dancers a lot of them spend pretty much their entire life just focusing on one specific genre of dance whether right. it's jazz or tap or ballet or ballroom or hip hop like people devote their life to that specific style mm-hmm. so to be versatile enough to pull off something like that it really is hard work yeah it is hard work and um he knows that going in he's been preparing with, with getting ready for for what he's got he had to he just told me the other day he had to go through a physical so they have to like check you out before you can even start, you know, head to toe, the whole nine. And But, you know, I look forward to it. We're trying to figure out the best way. If anyone knows, write us, how to watch Strictly Come Dancing live in America. Because I want to watch it. You were saying it should be about, um, I was telling you the time, but like noon our time on Saturday. I need to right. watch my best friend compete live. I don't know if I can wait until after. So basically we're going to be having brunches every Saturday. <laughs> exactly cocktails yeah it'll be like it's Saturday <laughs> evening and then we can just it's great because we can just stay in on Saturday night and call it a night yeah <laughs> I did uh, ask Matt before he left there was a little going away get together that we were at and I, I said to him I was like so do you have your your dancing shoes ready are you confident he was like you know what I am he was like I'm confident I think I can do it yeah Oh, I'm so excited for him. It's going to be so nerve-wracking. I'm glad he said that. And I know we were over the house and helping to clean out the house and this and that. And um, both of us picked up a bunch of Matt Goss clothing. So if you spot us going, hey, didn't Matt Goss used to wear that? Yes, he did. Or or in my case, hey, you're dressing a little better than you normally do. That's why. He gossified you and Shane over at the house. He did. That was fun. Yeah, he will be missed. Um, He's all settled over there. He's been on TV all week long. 
Wong uh, talking about it, and and the whole cast and lineup is now announced. Um, I know Gordon Ramsay's daughter was in it last season. Yeah, right. Was it Tilly. last season? Yep. Yeah. So Tilly was in it. Um, this season, there's a couple people that I know, but we don't know them that well because obviously they're they're more stars in the UK. But um, someone from the cast of Ted Lasso's in it, and. Uh, I think one of the hosts from Loose Women, which is a popular show over there that's kind of like The View here. So it should be a good season, and um, good luck, Matt. We'll be cheering you on. Yes, and if you are if you live in the UK, be sure to vote for Matt. Yes. Get all your friends to, to vote for Matt. Watch every every weekend and, and pull yeah. for our buddy Matt Goss. Yeah, like if there's a phone number or something, we, we might have to end the podcast or start the podcast with the phone number vote line. Yes. <laughs> every week just to make sure that everyone votes for Matt. Totally. In the UK. I don't know if Australia can vote or how that works over there, but anyway, we know we have a lot of listeners in the UK. We do. And this week we did get some really sad news mm-hmm. also. Not only uh, has the world lost a beloved singer, actress, humanitarian, um, but we lost somebody who we've gotten to know over the years, too, talking about Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, it's such a, a sad moment when we found out uh, what had happened. And, you know, you and I even sat here and discussed. We're like, you know, should we post something? Like, do you pull out the pictures of you and Olivia through the years? When is the appropriate time to post? Then does it make it about you? So um, you had an incredible picture that I said, you know what? Wait a little bit. Post it that night. I absolutely loved it. But we have a lot of things that we want to share. But we just thought, let's wait to the podcast and 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 take some time and talk about Olivia and what she meant to us and some of the impact she's had here in Las Vegas. And so keep an eye out for some of our social media because we'll share more of that stuff um, that we have gathered through the years in an upcoming post that we'll do. But let's get right to it. And Sean, I know I, I have met Olivia a, a bunch of times through the years, but I know, I feel like you knew her a little bit better than I did because you really had some special experiences with her. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, dating back to probably 2000, around 2008, Um, That's when, and actually even probably before then, Mm -hmm. but I know for sure 2008, that's when uh, Olivia married her husband, John Easterling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember this vividly because I was invited out to uh, Los Angeles for a 4th of July weekend. And it turned out we were going to Olivia's house in Malibu for a 4th of July barbecue. (laughs) I was like, oh, wow, this is a a fun weekend. Yeah. Well, and we should mention, we we are good friends with her publicist for a very, very long time, Mike Caprio, incredible guy, and so close with Olivia. They are like family. So I'm assuming that's kind of how that came about. Yes. Uh, Probably. Went out there with with Michael and a couple other friends. And um, so we went out there. We were having a, a great time at you know, the 4th of July barbecue at Olivia Newton-John's wow. house. And then she and and her n- husband, John, mm-hmm. uh, nobody they were dating at the time. Right. Um, were they engaged or they just, no one, maybe oh, they, they were engaged. that whole part. Okay. I think they were engaged, just, yeah. Okay. Um, they got up to thank everyone for being there and they let everybody know that it, in fact, was not a 4th of July barbecue, that it was their wedding reception. Oh, my goodness. They had they had gone off, had a very private wedding ceremony together. Wow. And then had 
some people over for Fourth of July, and their barbecue turned into a oh a wedding reception. And you were there for that. Yeah, it was it was wow. a really cool moment. Oh my gosh! And did Mike know that it was for that? Michael, her publicist, or was he surprised too? Did they just surprise surprise everyone? Do you remember? I'm just curious. I don't recall him. Catching wind of it, yeah, huh? So it was. I like feel a like total it was a real surprise wow. to everyone there. Oh my! And gosh. then of course people were just like, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing! That's incredible!" You know, Aww. people were really, really happy and and over the moon mm-hmm. for Olivia and so John. Wh- what went on at the barbecue? I mean, I there were. <laughs> I'm dying to know now. <laughs> well, first of all, so at the <laughs> the house where. Olivia was living at mm-hmm. the time. Um, it was on a cul-de-sac in okay. Malibu. Okay. Um, across the street was uh, James Cameron's house. Oh. And right next door was uh, the house that Britney Spears had lived in for a long time. So it was like... Wow. A, a, a list yep. part of Malibu there. That that's interesting. Um, but there ended up being a, a dance floor. There were lights strung up. It was really, really pretty and a great time. I love that. And her and John, I mean, what a couple. I remember vividly after one of her shows here in Las Vegas at the Flamingo, there was a little after party by the pool. And I remember I just couldn't take my eyes off them because I kept thinking, gosh, they just like, it's like couple goals. I mean, they just loved each other so much they treated each other with such respect and I thought that's what I want someday like they just really seemed like best friends yes. I love that yep they yeah. absolutely did and I think there was just such a a level of mutual respect mm-hmm. between them of not even at the like professional level but just as people you know, just great respect for one another. Um, they both, you know, have a had a great uh, respect and love for all things nature, for mm-hmm. animals, plants, you know, right. everything. Um, so it really, they were a, a great match, I think, meant for one another. Yeah, definitely. He wrote a beautiful message on yeah. her uh, Instagram this week, too. And, you know, obviously her and John Travolta, very close because of Greece. you know, iconic movie. Everyone knows Sandy. The, the pictures this week that have been put out there, her beautiful smile. I mean, every woman wanted to be Sandy. I mean, I know every word. I, if you said... Dana, recite the bonfire scene in Greece right now. I could do it. I'm not going to bore everyone with it, but I know every single word and even animation of it, like of how of what the whole scene looked like. Like, I mean, it was just things that we wanted to, you know, in the final scene. So, I mean, her and John Travolta, such close friends. They just did the the Greece reunion tour, right? Yeah. And I say just, it was about, what, five years ago? Maybe? I think so. Yeah. And I love how close they remain, people. And I, you know, and I feel for John because he's had so much loss and I know losing yes. Olivia is huge for him too. And he posted a beautiful message as well. Um, but let's talk about her show. She had a show at the Flamingo for about two and a half, three years. And it was great. Went through her entire career. So you could not, not love this show. It was like physical she sang you know in Greece songs and, and and as she showed the footage I mean she had quite a collection of, of music I remember watching her videos on regular TV her music videos well and I think what her show here in Las Vegas it launched in the spring of 2014 over at the Flamingo um, I think what it reminded people 
is just how long and incredible of a career Olivia Newton-John had. They went through, there was a video montage that was like, you know, 8 million Billboard Awards, you know, all uh, these chart-topping yeah. hits, you know, yeah. and dating back to really some some early times. I mean, even before Greece, she was a successful yep. recording artist, mm-hmm. both in the pop world, but also in country music in mm-hmm. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, definitely. I mean, she's her career is just... And I always felt like when I saw her show, because I think I saw it once, or sorry, twice, I mean, uh, when I went both times, I always felt like she's not trying too hard. Do you know no. what I, I That's what I felt. I like, it was just like simple, flawless. She was there to please the audience, sing her songs, have some fun. And I felt like sometimes you go to these shows and it's like they work so hard to have a Vegas show and make it, you know, different than anything they've ever done. But Olivia was there to please her fans, please people who loved her career and were with her during her career and just have enjoy herself. That's what I loved about it. Yeah, and I think that's one thing, whether she was on stage in front of a camera or just one-on-one with you as a person like effortless Mm -hmm. is just classy and effortless totally just yeah i mean those are two words that begin to sum up Uh the person that she is i mean it doesn't even no hold a flame to (laughs) to everything yeah just a, a beautiful person. Um, I, you know, I'm a diehard Xanadu fan, Sean. Ooh. I have the entire soundtrack on you have my your phone. roller skates, too. Oh, I used to roller skate. Like, no tomorrow. I wanted to be that. Like, that whole, oh, that final scene in Xanadu. The whole thing. That's another one of my favorites. And I have the whole soundtrack in my phone, like I mentioned. And sometimes I listen to it while I drive. I'm not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> she's in some iconic, iconic movies. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, as far as my personal experience with her, you and I were both at this. And this was when Michael Caprio, who we were just talking about her publicist, renewed his vows with his husband. And we got invited for that. We didn't know what to expect. We knew it was on the high roller at the link, yep. right? So we get on the little, I don't know what you pod. call it. Pod. Thank Thank you. I was going to say cubicle. It's not a cubicle. <laughs> not it's a, a round cubicle. pod. Yeah, and it's us and uh, a few close friends of his um, and the Chippendales and Human Nature and a photographer and Olivia Newton-John yeah. because they are so close. And and she performed this you know, vow renewal. It was such a special moment. She sang kind of a cappella, and she hadn't sang for a long time. Um, she said some beautiful words. And I remember when we got off, I remember just thinking, like, did that just happen? Like... It was an amazing experience, but my personal, real quick experience with her was that at the re- the I call it the reception, the post, you know, after celebration, she came over to my table. We were standing over on the patio, and she came over to me and our friend Rachel Smith, and she said, you know, I she kind of said to her husband, I need some girl time, and she came over and she just we were talking about I don't even know what we're talking about like exercise and things that we do, and we just had a fun conversation about nothing to do with shows, music, yeah. career, anything. And she was just full of life and I don't know anybody that could say a bad thing about Olivia Newton-John. So she will be missed. There has been nobody who has been able mm-hmm. to say a bad thing. She no. just exuded, I think her, you know, kind of her mantra and kind of catchphrase was love and light. I know. And and that's really what she Exuded, and she is going to be, you know, dearly, dearly missed because she did have such 
a profound impact on the people she knew personally, on people who maybe she met just in passing, but even people who never had the chance to meet her in person, who know know her through her music, through film, through mm-hmm. stage. Like there is and has been an in just such a strong connection and I think people are are really feeling that. And it was uh the news that, you know, Olivia had passed away really just, you know, kinda took the wind out of people. Yeah, it really did. And I'm sure we're gonna see um continued coverage of her life and, and, and people yeah. she's impacted through the years. Um, you know, all the magazines and, and obviously news programs, and I'm sure we'll see extended coverage of that. And people have enjoyed watching that. And I know you mentioned the other day, I mean, her music right now is like some of the top 10 downloaded music because everyone's revisiting those iconic songs. Yeah, I think 13 of the top 25 songs when I looked on mm-hmm. Apple Music the other day mm-hmm. were Olivia Newton-John songs. Nine of the top 25 albums mm-hmm on Apple Music were Olivia Newton-John albums. So, I mean, that just shows you how much, you know, music has a connection and brings back those memories. And, you know, there is a lot of love that can be shared through, through the art that's created. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's leave the podcast at that. We're going to move on now to do some tips. But again, we will miss Olivia Newton-John, one of the most you know incredible ladies and a wonderful Vegas headliner that Sean and I have both had the chance to meet and get to know. Oh, that's some appropriate uh, music to get us into into our tips. I absolutely love yeah, that. Changing it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, kicking off our tips, we um, there have been a lot of speakeasies that have popped up uh, on the Las Vegas Strip, around Las Vegas, over the past few years. And we visited one of the newest speakeasies this week. It's called uh, Here Kitty Kitty Vice Den. <laughs> And for a limited time right now, the it's name gets me. I don't know why. Kind of transitioned to Tokyo Vice Den. Right. So here, Kitty Kitty Vice Den is located <laughs> at the famous food Street Eats, and that's in Resorts World. And it's kind of like this discreet location where the wall kind of opens up, and you don't quite know that it's a speakeasy unless you know it's there. Right? Yeah, it I mean it looks <laughs> as you're walking by, it looks like it's just this little nook mm-hmm. of tables where you can, you know, order your food, sit down, pull up a seat, um and there's these bookshelves all around you. Mm-hmm. But if you lean against one of those bookshelves, <laughs> the door opens. <laughs> the door opens into a different world. <laughs> exactly. So Tokyo Vice Den is kind of a pop up, and we say pop up because it's not going to be there, you know, forever. But uh, what's making it special is they have like Japanese inspired decor, expertly crafted cocktails with the kind of that theme. We had, I had two cocktails. You had like three. We tasted different ones. And the ones that I chose off the menu were delicious. And they were great at helping me pick because I was like, I don't want super sweet, but I like this. And and so I tried two. And one was really spicy, which I loved. 
Yeah, it's nice when there's a, a kick mm-hmm. in the cocktails, isn't it? Uh, House of Suntroy is um, the award-winning Japanese spirits brand that uh, has helped curate this uh, list of limited edition cocktails that you can get now at uh, Tokyo Vice Den. And there are a, a, a lot of Japanese whiskeys and sake and uh, tons of really good spirits that are on the menu. And the the atmosphere in there is really cool too. It really does make you feel like you're in Japan, that you are it in does. this little like back room yeah. hidden getaway it, escape. I felt like I could have sat there for hours and hours and hours. It was really comfortable too. It was. Like the lighting's low. You know what I mean? Like we had a nice little conversation. It was it was good. Um I loved it. You know, I thought it was a really cool thing. And, and like you said, the decor was, was great. And again, you have to try and find it. So now we've given you the tip. You're on your own to follow our directions and find here Kitty Kitty Vice Den slash Tokyo Vice Den for now. When does this go to, Sean? I forget. November? Uh, it goes through fall. Fall, yeah. okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Fall. And if you go, um, take some pictures and tag us. I, yeah. We want to see... What your experience is like. And we'll have a Reels on our Instagram, Reels video, um, that we'll put up sometime this weekend. Another tip that we have has to do with food. We had a delicious Mm. lunch this week at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas at Estiatorio Milos. And we're just going to call it Milos, though, okay? Because it's easier. It is. Because we even, like... We had to phonetically phonetically spell... spell did I say Estiatorio. it right? Estiatorio. <laughs> yes, I have a post-it note right in front of me. So do I. For <laughs> I was on my computer. But anyway, Milos is a great restaurant. Um, we've talked about it before. I've gone to dinner there, but we had lunch there. And Sean, we were like, Here, this is like a great tip because of the prefix specials they have. Yeah, I had no idea that there was going to be a, a prefix option on the menu. I was looking at all the options and they have a lot of the same uh, dishes that are available for dinner, available for lunch as well, just different portion sizes. Um, But when the server came over and asked if we wanted the prefix, I was like, whoa, wait a second. That's a game changer. That's like perfect for lunch. It's a three course prefix meal. You have a salad appetizer choice an entree and a dessert right and for 38 bucks which is incredible and milos is a nice restaurant so when we say 38 bucks that is a steal okay i mean the fish is fresh the ingredients i mean the the tomato salad they brought out was like i literally felt like it i was eating it out of the garden and the oils and the salt it was delicious i could eat every day every day that was so good um, and then I had, uh, you had a salmon and I had a fish. I think a you had sea, sea bass. Sea, yeah, sea bass. It was a, oh, with capers on top. We had a delicious dessert. I had a Greek yogurt topped with uh, some sort of fruit. It was the most delicious thing I've ever had, I feel like. I mean, it was so good. And I had the baklava yeah. for dessert. And it was, it, it was yeah. amazing. Everything we had was <laughs> just Phenomenal, And what I love about Milos, too, is that it's so bright and airy, but also colorful. Like, they have a fresh produce stand inside the restaurant, 
where they're choosing their their fresh produce from but everything is just so vibrantly colored it is you're right and and it was busy at lunch on a slam what day did we go tuesday 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 extremely busy and now i know why it's such a comfortable place to have lunch yep yeah, and our waiter, he'd say, well, the Greek yogurt comes from over there. We top it with the, and like, I love everyone. Then the fish, yeah, over there, you see it. And they were showing us laid out on the, I mean, like, like every, like, direction you're looking, it's like, that's where your food is coming from. You know where you're getting your food. It's that fresh. It it's not just going to be, like, cut open from a vacuum-sealed bag nope. from the freezer. No, oh, no, 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 no. It is, like, legit fresh. Yeah. And our friend had a vegetarian pasta. It looked absolutely delicious. So, it did. So here's the deal. So we talked to the staff, and they said, you know what? We have a twilight prefix dinner, too. And we were like, tell us all about it. So here is our tip. Our tip, three-course lunch, 38 bucks. A twilight dinner that they have, and we're saying uh, twilight because that's what it's called, and it's from 5 to 7 p.m., okay? You got to get in that window. This is a four-course menu, dinner menu, for $85. And top of the line stuff, I mean, you really can't beat that. Then we also found out they have wine dinners monthly too. So go to Milos, VenetianLasVegas.com for the details. A plus. And by the way, for the Twilight Dinner, there is uh, a wine pairing option for, I believe it was $40. Yep. Um, on top of the prefix price to do a wine pairing with every course that you get, um, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, 40 bucks yeah. for four, four different wine pairings. Yeah, I mean, great. that's incredible. incredible. And $85 for, uh, I, that's a great price. It is. <laughs> and you get pretty much your choice of like anything that's on the menu. I don't mm -hmm. think they have a lot of exclusions. Right for that so yeah great find and you know thank you to uh to our friend for for bringing us over there for lunch yeah that was great and now now we know we'll be back that's for sure well uh want to remind everyone real quick sean before we head out vegas near me a new app that has just launched the beta version is available for download go to our show notes we have a link there. It's our special Vegas Revealed link. You'll click it. You'll get an email with instructions on how you can be the first to test this app. We want to see what you think. This app is so cool. We've been using it uh, uh, for a couple months now. Right. Um, as the app has gone through, you know, various phases of development. And it's been so useful. It has. In in so many, you know, different ways. When when I know I'm going to be in a part of town where I don't usually go and I need to, you know, figure out what is available mm -hmm. over there for either dinner, food, dining, shopping, right. whatever, it's all on Vegas near me. So it is a great resource to have right in your palm of your hand and I think even you and I as much as we know Las Vegas we still sometimes need to think when like a situation comes up right like even when we were going to like Thunder from Down Under at the Excalibur I was meeting some friends for dinner and we said where should we go around there I'm like ah so I went to the Vegas Near Me app and I clicked in near Excalibur yep. and I clicked in the level of restaurant I wanted I said I didn't want fast casual but I didn't want fine dining so I chose casual 
and all the restaurants around there and ended up um, heading to Nelly's over at MGM Grand, which was the perfect. So anyway, it's just, it, it's really helpful and because you can pinpoint where you want to look. I, I love it. Yeah. So download it. Let us know what you think. Again, the link is in our show notes and we'll continue to talk about it. Look for our social media posts with different kinds of tips that have to do with how to operate the app over the next few months. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with episode 131 next week. All right. See you then. Shopping at the forum. Versace and Bhutan.